0: Hello and welcome to another episode of the Black Country oh. Ramble. I'm joined by JB, our resident Wolves fan as ever. JB,
1: how are you, mate? Yeah, I'm good, mate. Um, I probably didn't expect to be talking about what we're probably going to talk about. Oh, yeah. um, Spoiler alert, when we, when, we are going to talk when, about the managers. Yeah, um, so I wasn't expecting that last time we, we touched base. But apart from that, mate, yeah, I'm okay. So.
0: Yeah, I'm all good, mate. I'm all good. good I'm uh, good, good. Getting by, surviving. Um, Two people who aren't surviving, aren't getting by, are the two managers. Now, this is a really weird one because we recorded just over a week ago and we were so – we never even mentioned either of them leaving. I sort of warmed to the fact Allardyce was staying. Um, We've spoken Nuno in or Nuno out at length. That was a real surprise. Um, Obviously, we've documented along the way. Reasons why it might have happened, but I still think it blindsided us a little bit, and we will yeah. get into that. But before we do, uh, JB, I believe you have a trivia question for me to kick the pod off.
1: I do, mate. Um, you might be able to get a couple of the answers straight away. I might just to sort of halfway through a bit of thinking. So, my question to you and our adoring listeners is: Which six Frenchmen have scored the most Premier League goals? So, which six Frenchmen? have scored the most Premier League goals. Now, obviously, there'll probably be a couple you'll probably get straight away. Okay. Um, I'd, I'd have thought you're about to tick off. This might take a little bit more yeah. thinking. But, but I think it's, do, I think it's doable. I, th- I think it's doable. Okay. Um,
0: Now, those of you who don't know me personally, uh, maybe don't know, I have a degree in French. Um, and I used to live in France. So I really should have, on some level, an interest in this. Um yep. for whatever reason French football, other than when the international team's playing in a World Cup, always seems to pass me by. However, yeah. there are obviously a couple of massive, massive names. Gotta go, Thierry Henry. Yeah.
1: Um, that's, that's, your, that's your number yeah. one, mate. Thierry Henry. He's got else. 175 um, goals. I would say
0: Robert Pires,
1: maybe. Co- correct. So you've you've got number six there. You've got okay. number six. You've got you've got one and six there, Pires on sixty-two goals. So you've got Ooh, one and six. so, okay. so
0: if sixty-two. Then I'm... Yeah, yeah. Oof, so you've, God, you've, I am, yeah,
1: yeah. So you've, yeah. See, you've got uh, you got Cantenart. the other four, yeah. You've got number five, yeah. He got seventy.
0: Okay, right. Well, I wanted to say Maluda, however, I know he didn't get that many goals. Mm, I just knew yeah. he a lot. Of... He, he was in a Chelsea team who was scoring a lot, so I won't say him. Um, yeah, so right. So we've got Cantonar, uh, Henri, and Perez. Okay, Correct. I might reconvene halfway through the pod and try the other three. Those of you at home, um, you might have got all six straight away. I don't know. Um, But I'm going to have to have a little think while we uh, dive into the state of play. So today, basically what we're going to do for those of you who are listening is we are going to obviously get into the manager's chat. We we are two clubs without a manager. It, It is a seismic change from even just a week ago, the black country football scene has drastically changed since a week ago. Um, Then we're going to get into sort of the story of the season. Um, And I don't want to be too negative, but really it would be trying to identify where it all went wrong for both teams. Um, Not a a great season for Wolves. It's ended with Nuno leaving. Um, And I don't think we need to justify why Albion's season went wrong. I think (laughs) it's gone pretty... Pete Tong. Um, And then on a more positive note, we'll do sort of a a mini um, awards uh, ceremony. If you like, we'll go through our top moments. But one thing I do want to talk about, um, as it rather neatly um, precursors uh, Sam Allardyce's departure, was the West Ham game. And we spoke last week. I was lucky enough to be going. Uh, Highlights for me were chicken tikka in the vine, uh, without a shadow of a doubt. Uh Uh, Declan Rice missing that penalty. Um, what a moment that was. Um, and the atmosphere it was, it was like almost a party atmosphere. No one seemed yeah, to notice yeah. that we were relegated, nobody cared. It was just like, we've got 90 minutes with this team, let's just have a laugh and enjoy it.
1: Which, yeah, uh, yeah, sure.
0: I uh, I loved to be honest, I loved being back. Um, I was sat in the Brummie Road end. Normally, our well, our season tickets are in the smedic, so we were on the opposite end, but that was really. Really cool. Enjoyed that strange experience to see the ground the way it was, but I'm really glad I went. Um, good, I'm really, really good. glad I can do that. But as, after we left the ground, um, hadn't even got back in the car yet. And Sam Allardyce walked essentially, yeah, refused an option to stay at the club. Um, and I'm not too disappointed. Those of you who are, who are listening to the podcast and you you know you've listened before uh, for a long period of time, you'll know I was massively unconvinced on Sam Allardyce. If you listened last week and that was maybe your first listen, you might be a bit confused because I definitely warmed to it. But I've got to be honest. I breathed a sigh of relief um, when that news came through. I turned to my brother, that's who I went to the game with. And I said, "Sam's gone. Like Big Sam has left." And we both sort of looked at each other, and we were like, "Yeah, good. That's exciting." And I'll come yeah, back. Yeah. To, and I'll come back to the, the you know, with why I think it's exciting. But it comes down to with Sam basically. He, I mean, this is the official line. He can't commit to two years, basically, because if you go down and you come back up, you can't leave. You, you cannot leave that. Post. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think somebody did it. What Manager do it
1: once rings a bell like there's a
0: can't quite put a thing I don't yeah, know if anyone's ever actually done it but that it vaguely rings a bell but like he couldn't commit two years of his time okay I'm happy to take that at face value there are people who are saying it's about budget there's people who are saying that he never really was ever going to stay if we got relegated um, and there's maybe legs in that, but not really the budget thing. We'll have a competitive budget. We're going to sell Mateus Pereira, who was left out of our final league game against Leeds, because why would you risk your prized asset
1: against Leeds, an intense team in a dead rubber? You just wouldn't, would you, JB? No, not at all. It makes might, might, might complete sense. If he picks up, um, you know, uh, well, any kind of injury, really, whether it's three months, six months, four months, anything, kind of thing, and it can affect, affect his, his potential value. You know, I'll be, need to get, I'll be, I'll be need to get, you know, as much as I can for him to the penny. Um, Absolutely. so that might, that might complete sense to me.
0: Yeah. And with, um, with Nathan Ferguson last year, we were stung because he had an injury because he kept playing yeah. even though we knew we were going to sell him and he got injured. And I don't think the club wanted to run into that problem again. Um, sure. What a servant for the club over the last two years. Potatoes Pereira has pulled us up by the bootstraps, done all he could. Um, I don't, I won't stand in his way. Not that I'd have any influence on whether he stayed yeah. or not. <laughs> but I, you know, I wouldn't stand in his way if he wanted to leave. Yeah, sure. Um So the reason I say it's exciting um, and Wolves fans who are getting a bit fed up of all this Albion chat, we will have the exact same conversation. No, 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 let's go. The reason I think it is exciting, um, to be honest, are the options out there. We found ourselves at a time where it's not like when we'd sacked Alan Pardew and we went down under Darren Moore a couple of years ago and we, we basically couldn't find a better candidate than Darren Moore. And the owner said, well, let's give it to him. It's a nice story. Um, there's a little bit of a, an embarrassment of riches in the, in the sort of low end of the Premier League top end of the Championship manager pool at the moment there are some really exciting managers out there names who have been confirmed to be linked with the club are Chris Wilder uh, Frank Lampard and then one that seems to be a fan link more than anything but a you know one I'd be really excited about um, is Valerian Ishmael at Barnsley that's one that really would get me excited because it's a bit left field. Uh, and then there's your Michael Appleton's. Uh, he's got a playoff final with Lincoln to play. If they win that, he's not leaving. League, no, so. no, no. So I I, I, w- I, wouldn't even bother with Michael Appleton. I think he's a great manager and he'll probably manage Albion one day, but I don't see it because he played for us, JB. And I, I yeah, don't see really yeah. that happening yet. Um, and anyone who's saying Derek McInnes, I think there are much better options, um, much more experienced, um, safer options than Derek McInnes at the moment. But the main two are Wilder and Lampard. JB, as a neutral, well, you know,
1: yep. you know, not yeah, yeah, I understand. Yeah, yeah. When yeah. You stand, who do you think would be the best appointment? For me, million miles, Chris Wilder for me. Um, I'm, I'm, I listen. I'm, I'm, I'm with you. I don't think I hold quite the same amount as um, sort of. I don't know hatred's the wrong word, but kind of like um, I, 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 discontent you, towards you, Lampard. Yeah, 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 yeah. You, 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 your sort of like passion towards that sort of side of Lampard. I don't, I don't hold the same as you. In that, in I that am yet to but, be
0: convinced.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Normal, but I agree with you on that point. Yeah. I think, I think Lampard, listen, he, you know, in reality, his he, 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 he's, he's, he's record reads losing a player final uh, when he was bankrolled by Mel Morris, um, bankrolled at Chelsea, didn't do much there. Um, and that's about it. Really, um, yeah, you only have to look at what Thomas Tuchel has done. City he came in <laughs> and yeah. pretty much reinvigorated and turned that turn that, that turn Lampard's side around to the side it should have been. Yeah. Um, and that and that just shows sort of what what experience and know how can do. And maybe Lampard will want to be a really good manager in the future. Maybe like Gerard has just done it a little bit earlier than, than Lampard. Ger- um, Gerard's
0: job is Gerald's done a fantastic job, but Gerard's yeah. job. Is- is a little
1: bit easier than, of course, yeah, yeah, and, uh, 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 absolutely. I'm, 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 I'm not disputing that. But for me, in well, terms if of he options, had, options, you know, if he, oh man, take I, a I, step I, down I, to the championship, absolutely. Um, but while the, while the, for, for me, hundred percent. You know, he's got the track record. We touched on it in the last pod about we the do. most promotions in the EFL um, You know, he's, he's got that kind of unique sort of way of, of, of playing style. Yeah. I've always been a fan of him. I like him. You know, I, I love the way he talks in interviews. I love his honesty, his integrity. Um, there's no sort of bravado with Wilder, and I think that goes a long way in football because there's, there's not much of that about these days. So for me, Wilder would would be absolutely 100 my choice if I was an Albion fan or on the Albion board. And yeah, I mean, he looks he looks like you know, I'm not saying it's a done deal fast, but he looks like you know they're in advanced talks, and um, he looks like there's there's a very good chance. And I, th- I think I think you'll 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 have a good good crack with uh, with Wilder at the helm. Yeah,
0: I mean, I, I'd sooner Wilder than Lampard as well, mate. I mean, I've made yeah. a big fan of Chris Wilder, even when he, you know, it wasn't going too well at Sheffield United. I think it's unfair to judge Chris Wilder on that season because that is one of many seasons. Big question marks over the system. Um, obviously, we have a lot of wingers. He doesn't tend to play wingers, um, he plays wing backs, and we haven't really got you know, you could you turn Grady Garner into a wing back? Probably not. Um, Callum Robinson, has, he hasn't been able to get a tune out of him before. So, yeah, it, it's a it, it's not perfect, but it's exciting and it's more long term than um what we've yeah, sure. been doing over the last few years at Albion. The other one, I, I'm, and I wouldn't be adverse to Lampard. Let me just say, I, I don't think Lampard has proven himself as a manager. But it is someone who's finishing the playoffs in the championship. It is someone with an excellent um, name in the game who will attract bigger players for the level. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you know, look at Derby with Mason Mount a couple of years ago. You've got to acknowledge that. Um, I just think while there is a safer pair of hands, and actually every bit as exciting, people online calling while they're like the Salbian fans calling while they a dinosaur. I, I I don't get it. I, I, have they ever seen? Chris Wilder team play, yeah, they're organised, yeah, they work hard, but they're exciting and they play quickly. How is that dinosaur football?
1: Nobody sets up their team like Chris Wilder. Yeah, no, absolutely. I, th- I think the, I think this term "dinosaur" kind of it's it's sort of an easy tag to throw around, uh, throw around based on a lot of the time managers' age. You know, I you know, know just, I, I, and Hodgson have been called dinosaurs for years, yeah. and you have to look at the job that Aladice has done with the Albion. Over these last six months, yeah. look what Hodgson has done at Palace, and and how much potentially Palace are going to miss. And if Palace don't get their appointment right, mm-hmm. Um, you know, so it's easy to throw that dinosaur tag around when yeah. potentially younger managers are missing out on jobs at the expense of your Allardyces and your Hodgsons and your maybe your Wilders. I mean, I'm not sure how old Wilder is. I don't think he's that old, to be honest with you. Yeah, I think he's but, in his forties.
0: Uh, think he's late forties.
1: Yeah, yeah, but... Um, Early 50s years, JB. Yeah, 50s yeah. Years. so it's an, easy, it's an easy thing to throw and I've probably thrown it around at times, to, to be fair, but, you know, you only have to look at look at the, the proof in the pudding, really, and, and, and the, you know, they've been there, done it. And like I said, for me, I'll, you know, Lampard, look, you know, like you said, you know, he's a young up manager. He's played under some the, the best managers in the world. Yeah. He's been there, done it, got it all. He'll have a fantastic contact list. And that he, that he, they can draw on and maybe one day it will click and it will drop and, and and whether that's I think it probably will yeah yeah you know and whether that, that that's yeah, at the Albion next year whether that's another team in a couple of years yeah. who, who, who knows but like I said for me at the moment looking at it's, the, the, the options available and the kind of names that are being touted for me Walder well, would be sort of nailed on for me for, for the Albion
0: agreed me too mate. and then the other the, the other option is Valerian Ishmael um, yeah, yeah. it's essentially a Blood and thunder, 100 miles an hour, high press manager. Um, I'd like to see it. I'd, I'd just yeah, like yeah. to yeah, see yeah, it yeah. in football. Yeah, get it. Um, get it. He gets this long ball um, tag thrown at him. I, cars on the table, I don't know that much about him other than Barnsley. But at Barnsley, yeah. he's not got the most technically brilliant side. He would be inheriting a technically very good side at Albion. So I'd be interested to see what he would do with it. Um, sure. And there's... Daryl DK, who's been playing up front for Barnsley, American lad will return to his parent club from, from the Barnsley loan. I'm not sure who the, who his parent club is actually. Um, but that would be a really exciting uh, signing if we could get that because he he's torn the championship up since he signed um, in the yeah, championship yeah. window. So that would be really exciting. But this is a point I'm making about there's three options who I would really be intrigued and excited to see how it would work out. There's nobody who... I'm, it's not like we have been lit with... Chris Houghton's Neil yeah, yeah. I, I'm not I, I'm I wouldn't want any of those guys even though they've been there done that they got the promotions I want something a little bit more exciting um something sure. a little bit more long term I, I mean I've month after month I'm crying out for long term um and I, I that was what really upset me with Slavin Bilić going um I think I said at the time like it, the the short termism was just it yeah. really, you know, it um, it's at odds with what you want for your football club. What you want? Sure. No, I and agree. I we've sort of covered Albion there, um, and our manager situation. Arguably, in fact, I'm going to say not even arguably, definitely more surprising than Allardyce having that little U-turn was the departure of Nuno Espirito Santo. JB, talk me through that emotional roller coaster.
1: Oh man, it's um, it's been a really sort of surreal, uh, oh God, was it, was it Thursday or Friday I think got announced? I can't it remember was the Friday. Day. It Was it Friday? So it's been a really sort of weird, emotional sort of five days. I mean, I cannot explain to you how many conversations I've had with different people, how, how, how many different takes I've read, absorbed, taken in. It's been, it's been mental, to be honest with you. It's, it's felt like some it's mentally, because in reality, it's, it's a football manager. Yeah. But um, it's felt like a, a, something a lot, lot more. Um, initially, when it first came out, I was at work um, and I was sort of like, my phone was going a bit mad, my watch was going crazy, I didn't really know what was going on. And I sort of like nipped into the cupboard where my phone's kept and so I was like, Christ, I have to go on with my job and sort of be professional, and whatever. Yeah, so sort of on the drive arm, I kind of absorbed it a little bit. Um, it, it, it was a shock. I have to admit, it was a shock, but in many ways, it wasn't. Um, Fosun are ruthless, and they—I believe that the way that they work is that if they're not happy with something, they'll 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 do anything to sort of change that. Mm. Um, it's obviously been in the pipeline a while. Um, you know, there's a Wolves—it's called q and A thing—they've done. Yes. Where I think I think they've taken 633 questions. What they've done is they the, the released yes. it over, over the next four four or five days. The first part was released today. The second part, I think, Saturday, Monday, Wednesday, something like that. Yeah. Um, and I've obviously watched and listened to the first one today. It was that the it was recorded in I think mid May. Um, it was quite obvious to the tone then and, and the words that was going on. It was obvious that Nuno was gone then. Um, it, it was pretty obvious or, or pretty obvious that, that that was the case. Very interesting. Um, it's a weird one. In terms of me, I'm obviously really sad to see him go. You know, he has done things with this football club that I never thought would be possible in my lifetime. He inherited a squad that was 15th in the championship or 14th. Yes, he was obviously heavily backed and had fantastic contacts through Mendes. But he's still, but we've seen that football clubs spend heavily in the championship, a lot heavier than what Wolves spent, a lot, lot heavier. Yeah. Middlesbrough middle this season, we went up, Middlesbrough spent far more than us. Um, you know, and yeah. he, what he's done for our football club, our city, our fan base, everything is 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 legend material. Um, it, it was really hard to comprehend because it's like I said, this is going to sound really cheesy, really, really cheesy, but. N- Nuno uh, came to Wolves the same year that me and my ex-wife got divorced, and it was the same year that kind of like me and my current partner got together as well. And it sounds really weird, but kind of like this is gonna I'm, I'm gonna to listen to this back and go, bloody hell, why are we saying this for? But it, it was kind of like he's been on a journey with me personally, and that yeah. sounds really ridiculous. But it was like when I, when the it sounds like my, my children love the Wolves, you know, etc. My, my partner who's a Stokey for some reason loves the Wolves as well it's like noon, I've been on this journey with all of us. And when we all found out he'd gone, they were all visibly upset. It was like, it was not mm-hmm. like the end of an era. You know, we've all sang his songs in the back of the taxi when we come back from the pub. And, you know, we went, we went to watch the FA Cup semi-final together. And just like so much stuff. And it was like, he was like part of an era for us. And when he went and they did was that little montage on Sunday night. And I'd had a few drinks on Sunday night. I had a bit of a cry-like. I was a bit of a mess on yeah. Sunday night because it was like, Jesus, that's, that's in the end of an era. And then you sort of you get on Twitter, which you do, and you sort of read all these different news reports and leaks coming out that Foulson have got no money and they're pulling the plug and Nuno's gone because there wasn't a budget and this and the other. And you get engrossed in it all a little bit and then you sort of take a step back. Here, hang on a second, right? Let's just breathe, take a few things in. Let's just wait for the dust to settle and see where we're at. Now I've done that, I believe it was the right time. I believe that it was the right time to part ways. I think last season was a really difficult season. I think the back end of the season before was difficult when we came back from in project restart. Um, I've been I've, I've really sort of set back on this, and this is no way me saying the grass is greener. Um, you know, almost like you know, thanks, Nuno, but off he trot. I just felt like it, it was the right time for us to part. I think we'll look back and find it was the right time. It felt a little bit like when we survived on deadline deadline day, Survival Sunday back in 2011 under Mick McCarthy when Blues lot went down instead of us. And yeah. we should have said to Mick McCarthy, look, you've been amazing. Because Mick McCarthy did very similar things to all, just in a different sort of dynamic, if you like. Um, and when we should have said, look, Mick, you've been amazing, thanks everything. You were a legend of the club, but we're just going to look and see where we can go in a different direction. And it turned and we power look, we-
0: with, with Mick in the end, didn't it?
1: You what, sorry? And, and it turned sour. He was there too long. And, and I would worry because I even look at the Man United game on Sunday and obviously it was a very, you can't take that at face value. It was a yeah, dead rubber. Yeah. It was dead rubber. A, but like, it worries me that like, where we were going we under knew knowing the team we had, because, you know, we didn't even lay a glove on the Man United. Man United played a third string side with a bunch of kids and literally didn't lay a glove on them. And it would worry me, Nuno wouldn't deserve, a t- one of the worst age in the country and it's toxic is Molyneux. Molyneux is toxic and it's horrible. Honestly, it is vile. And Nuno wouldn't deserve, and I would not want Nuno to be subject to a toxic Molyneux. And, and I wouldn't want it to go the way McCarthy did. It's hearsay whether it would have done or not. We can say, well, do you know what? Maybe with a window under his belt, change things again, fans back, he might have been better. But ultimately we have to go on what we've seen the last 16 months. And the last 16 months haven't been good enough. And majority of managers after 16 months, no matter what went on before, will we'll go. And I think that's where we're at with it. And we'll be forever grateful for what Nuno did. The foundations he built at Wolverhampton was will go down in history. He will always be part of our pack. You know, he's, I can't explain that, how, what I feel for him as a, as a manager. And I feel like I know him personally. It's weird. It's just, yeah. it was unbelievable. But we, we can't wallow. We, we, we have to go. This is a decision Foson have made. We have to try and look at it objectively, which I've tried to do. I've really tried to be objective the last couple of days, look at it from a different angles and go right, this is the time now for us to move forward. Um, and in hindsight, yeah, pop was the right thing to do. Um, when you know goes, good luck to him. I don't know where he'll end up pocking going back to to, to Portugal somewhere and, and doing that. Um and then we turn on to the we turn on to the actual the real business, which is who replaces him.
0: Um, oh, exactly. And it's linked to you can't afford to wallow, the foundations is built will turn to dust if this next appointment yep. isn't right. It's it's massive for the club. It's it's, it's huge it's, for Wolves.
1: It's huge. And listen, nobody still knows who's going to be appointed. No. You, 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 you know you've now Romano, John Percy very reliable. You know, the Bruno Larger, I believe his, his his name is pronounced he's the sure, a heavy yeah. front runner. Um he, he's like heavy but I think it's 20 to one on something like that. You know he, he did his sales pitch on Monday. Twenty to That's one that, on 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 here, wow. um, based based on Percy's and, and 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 Romano's tweets, they are interviewing us, They are interviewing another another few candidates this week. I don't well, to believe.
0: I I read, and this is, I I don't know how reliable it can be. I yeah. read that Wolves have made discreet inquiries. Um, to to find is is there anything in that? Is right, that it's come from talking? talking it's, come, it's it's.
1: it's, 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 it's They've retweeted what it's come from a talk sports source. Mm. Read into that what you want. Um, I would yeah. be absolutely gobsmacked if we appointed Frank Lampard. I, um, would I would be gobsmacked as well. I would be gobsmacked. Yeah. It looks like it look, listen, we, there's various different sources that have come out. It looks like Bruno Larger is, is, is the favorite, and, and there's a very good chance. The only thing that, that's potentially going to hold him up is the work permit issue via Brexit because you have to be in. Um, Continuous work for twenty four months at a top level club to come into Britain. He doesn't hold that because obviously he's been out of work for six to eight months. I think it oh, is. That is maybe that's a bit very, more. Yeah, uh, awkward. Yeah, yeah. It, it will stop a lot of. It will stop. It, it will stop a lot of players coming in as well. You'll find this Brexit um, Home Office permit thing is going to affect a lot of things. You can appeal it. You know, I'm not sure how it goes with that, yeah. but that's anything. That's thing I'm reading. Done don't know anything about the bloke, okay? I'm actually a little bit of research. I've sort of really dug deep into sort of, I've, I've looked into different things on Twitter and, and, and sort of looked at different journalists, Portuguese journalists. I follow up a couple anyway, because of the Wolves thing. Um, he's actually very highly thought of in Portugal. He, he won, the, he won the, the Portuguese Premier Premier League uh, 2018, 2019 or 2019, 2020. Right. Record points, all 103 points, plus 72 goal difference. Went a bit sour towards the end and lost his job. Um, plays very attacking, ble- um, blood youth for the team. He was instrumental in João Felix. sort of rise and moved to Athletic Madrid. Okay, um, he was the Benfica youth manager uh, from two thousand four two thousand twelve. He's instrumental in some amazing players. I did have the list with me, but I haven't got them. He's really highly thought of in Portugal. You know, like not that I'm comparing them, but he's far highly, far highly more thought of than Nuno. is in Portugal for argument's sake. Benfica fans would have him back in a heartbeat from what I can gather, they, they thought Bruno Larger was going to go back okay. for this season because he's their managerless um, and then have him back in a heartbeat kind of thing. I've read some articles on him of Portuguese football journalists and most of it's really positive, to be honest with you. I have to take it with a pinch of salt. I can't go on this pod and pretend I'm an expert because when Nuno Espirito Santo was appointed, I'll be honest with you, yeah, I, I knew nothing about him. you know. Um, and I'm not for one moment comparing them because they're completely different managers, completely different backgrounds, completely different careers. But if he comes in, we have to back him. By the looks and sounds of it, he would be completely different in style of play um, to, to what Nuno is, which is what we've been crying out for, I think, Fosun wants. In terms of the other people that, that, are, that, are on the, that have apparently been interviewed and on the list, apparently Rafa Benitez has been interviewed, um, Aye. Um, who I would take. I think Rafa Benitez is a, he's a top top manager. Yeah. Um, I think he's very, very good. Obviously, the, the, there's easy links to have Paulo Fonseca from Roma because of well, he's Portuguese for a start and he's, he's yeah. just lost his job at Roma. Um, so, uh, Sergio Conceição, a, a Porto, because again, he's a Mendes client and he's just done really well at Porto. So, there's some really easy link. It's really hard to, to, to delve into who, who we could go for because Fosen keep their cards really close to their chest. You know, nobody knew that Nuno was going, not one journalist knew that he was going. Not one journalist knew when he was being appointed. No. Not one journalist has ever broken, even your purchase of the world, has never broken a top, top signing. Um, you know, when, when we signed Neves, didn't see it coming, Jimenez, nobody's seen any about our and keep their cards unbelievably close to their chest. Yeah. Um, which, is why, which is why I've taken a lot of the, sort of the media reports with, with a pinch of salt. I mean, it was great today because the Q&A that came out with the Wolves ended on a question about Ruben Neves. Um, and Matt Wilde, who's the club's communications manager, uh, came out and said basically his words were: "He's on a contract till twenty twenty four. He ain't going nowhere." Um, yeah. And so also, and that, that's fantastic. That, that, that puts to bed the Tim Spears article, which kind of set pant wetters across the walls yeah. of Twitter Twitterland um, to boot is great. Um, yeah, so it's, it's, it's a. Re- I feel like I've kind of rambled a bit without sort of giving any sort of concrete opinions because it's a real difficult one. But I, I don't know yeah. who we are concrete looking at. Have to focus on Bruno Lage because the Heat seems like the front runner. If he comes in, we have to give him his, give him our backing. He's won he's won the Premier League in, in Benfica. He's got a fantastic track record with youth between know Fosun wants. Um, so we ticked a, a lot of boxes for Foson. If it's him, I'll back him. But I, I don't know. Um, the key thing is, is him have whoever the new guy is is him having a full window to mould the side that he wants. Yeah. Some of the key aspects from the Wolves came out today was about transfer funds and things like that. And what Jeff Shea, our sort of ch- chairman, said was the resources will always be there with FOSOM, but we have to be careful because we got hit with the, with the UEFA fine last year for breaking FFP, which is impact, which, which, which we which we've got to watch our sort of back for three years, providing we're in European competition. Um so what 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 he was saying by that was how I read it was if we were to get back into Europe this season, that's a big if, by the way, not in in declining that, that we would but if we were we would have strict restrictions on our transfer activity next year because yeah. we're under the waiver right restrictions for the two years so we have to be wary of that um and what our scott sellers the guy we touched on in the last pod, our sort of director of football i can't remember director of football was it or te- technical director technical director what was it what he it was really interested to listen to him actually because i've never really listened to him much he said we're gonna have to be very savvy in the market there are resources there there will be money to spend We'll have to be careful. We'll have to sort of use the loan to the obligation to buy on the loan market, potential swaps, and also, as well, sort of utilizing a lot of the assets that we've got that we don't really realize that we've got. We've got a lot of saleable assets that aren't necessarily involved in the first team. We've got players like Rafa Mir, who's just scored 20 plus goals in La Liga for relegation for inside for Huesca, um, who will have a lot of suitors in, in La Liga. You've got Patrick Petrone you know, who will have a lot of suits in Serie A is currently on loan at Valencia. We've got Luis Campana, who's an Ecuadorian international who's out on loan, uh, who's done really well. We've got players like, you know, if Swansea come up, I could see Swansea paying half decent money for Gibbs White, if, if the new manager doesn't fancy Gibbs White. Um, I can see Patricio potentially going, you know, top, top goalkeeper, but replaceable, you know. Um, There are saleable assets where we can replace and we can actually get a lot of money in for players that aren't necessarily going to impact our first team. The big question is going to be, is Traore going to go? He's got one year left on his deal. He's really sparked for us the last few months. He hasn't signed that new deal yet. So if he does go, what sort of figure can we command? Um, So, yeah, so it's really going to be a really interesting big summer coming up. For me, the the earlier the new manager comes in, the better. Um, I'd like to see him sort of given a full window to sort of like, you know, get the players on the training ground, see who he likes to look after, get yeah. the directly he wants, wants to go in and go from there. Um, and yet, like you said, mate, you know, you sort of spoke about that, that, that element of excitement, excitedness. I'm really, like I said, I can't, can't emphasise enough how Saddam and know go and explain, you know, what he's done for us. But there's an element of excitement, that cycle's ended. We're into a new cycle now you yeah. know we're going to see new players putting in a new style new level of communication it's going to be different something new something fresh almost on that new possibly that new now factor we had when he first came in um well that's no what I'm
0: hoping for yeah and for, I,
1: I I have no idea where it's going to go yeah
0: for I every new go, for, there's a Walter Zenga
1: absolutely you know a Claude Puel um you know etc my only thing with the, the, the yeah the, there's 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 um there's been a lot of sort of, I think the Wolves fans have warmed a bit more to this Bruno Larger appointment, the more than the sequel and the people have done a bit more research, at the, the articles that I've probably looked at and things like that. We have to take everything at face value. When Pochettino was appointed Southampton manager from Espanyol, uh, his points per game average was 1.22, which is sackable for a lot of managers. Um, and he came in as an unknown with that record at Espanyol and, and, yeah okay he's just bottled the uh, Paris Saint-Germain <laughs> uh, yes. French title so I'm not to the greatest time but we all know what a good manager Pochettino is yes. so we all have to listen we have to you know we have to sort of take everything at face value with a pinch of salt but I will back the new manager I hope it's a good appointment Foson are no mugs I think they know what they're doing um, and yeah who knows next time we record we could borrow positions positions where we know what managers we've got but yeah uh, Big, big changes, big changes ahead. I think, mate, it's going to be really interesting to see what we are going.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I think that's probably a good place to leave the manager chat because yeah, yeah. whether or not we record again before we've got a manager, um, there'll be plenty to get into next time we do. Um, so rest of the podcast, we will get into a bit of a season review. We will um, do a whistle-stop tour of um, the season and kind of pinpoint why it's all gone a bit wrong for the two clubs. Um, but first, I do want to come back to the trivia. Um, one name did come to me, uh, which is Anelka, Correct. Right. ex-Albion. Yeah. Um, yeah. He got one from more. For Albion, uh, did an anti-Semitic celebration and never played <laughs> again. So I don't think he broke that record, <laughs> set that record while he was at the Albion. Um, and then I'm struggling <laughs> a little bit. Um, I... I'm really trying I'm... to... Ra- oh, oh, uh, Giroud.
1: Yeah, that's yeah. it. Five out of six.
0: And then, and I know this is wrong, and you're going to laugh that it's even the one that's coming to my mind, but I can't get Steve Malbronk out of my mind. <laughs>
1: <It's> <laughs> so I know, he never got anywhere near enough it's not, at it, uh, No, it's... it's, it's it, it was... Oh, I, I don't want to drip... Well, I can drip feed your buddies. He was top class, mate. He was top, top class. French international... Played for oh how many prem claims did he play for? I can name? I think he played for three prem clubs. Top of my head, three prem clubs. Um, did he play top, top. for
0: a top club at any
1: point? Oh like, yeah 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 yeah. He won he won league titles. I know this is.
0: Were wow. the three clubs United, Fulham, and Everton? Yeah, you've got Lewis
1: <laughs> Yeah, Louis Oh, yeah, never yeah. got that. It, I would never yeah, have gotten it, it, that
0: it... without the played for three clubs clue. Yeah, yeah. He's that's... top,
1: top, top player. So yeah, he it. was a
0: top player. That's a great yeah. question. Well, yeah, 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 I thought so. Six proper household names. The fact that Pires yeah, is yeah, good. in that list.
1: You do how grander.
0: good the French players have been? No, it's quality, mate. It's quality. Yeah.
1: Absolute wow. quality.
0: very. That's a great question. Um, Thanks, I mate. I hope people at home... Uh, enjoyed that one as well. Let us know yeah, how you yeah. got on. Um, at BCR pod on Twitter. And if you have a trivia question that you would like read out next time, by all means, submit that and we will, um, we'll have a go at that. And that'll be an interesting one because it'd be both of us trying to work out the trivia live. It uh, well, live, yeah, in, yeah, in, in the <laughs> time. Um, which would be an interesting variation on the theme. So, JB, you it is time to tackle. Um, what has gone wrong over the last 10 months at Albion and at Wolves I think more has gone wrong at Albion so I'll let you begin obviously more has gone wrong at Albion because of where we are yeah, yeah. and Wolves we've spoken a lot really about yeah, yeah. getting circumstances for Nuno and things like that but run me through if you could pinpoint the reasons why it's all gone a little bit peat-tong at Molyneux. What would they be? It's
1: a really good question, um, and I'm, I'm struggling if I'm honest with you because I think I think COVID was massive force. I do, yeah. and 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 that that isn't a blame game because everybody comes on to the same. But from the moment we stopped, we we got that three two in at Spurs. Uh, we were in mid-flow. I think when the season stopped, we were fifth, I think. We were playing great football. I think we had a game in hand as well. So we we'd, we'd close the gap of fourth to a couple of points, if that. Yeah. Um, and we came back after Project Restart and we just did not... Even though we won our first game 2-0 against West Ham, um, we just didn't get going. The, the style of football was gone. We didn't look like we were up for it. The looked like the COVID had taken its toll. We had the European yeah. run with, with the travelling around Europe. Um and we were lucky to get through against Olympia Arcos, to be honest with you. I think we kind of rewrote our luck, really, I'll be honest with you, that last season, as in the season before last, if you know what I mean, the 2019-2020 the, yeah. the, the season. Um, and then we, then we came back. And again, you know, it's really weird because up to the point of the Arsenal game, and we went fifth from the night of the Arsenal game that we won when him there's got his injury. We'd been playing really poorly. We hadn't played well at all, but we were somehow fifth. And yeah, everyone yeah. go, oh, well, you know, you play well, you should just take it. But it was really difficult to watch. And obviously, I've got to have to pinpoint the Jimenez injury as, 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 a, as a point for when things started to turn, because it did, after the Jimenez injury, we struggled to get any sort of momentum going. You know, we had that rotten spell in January, yeah. and following on from, from, from December, um, when, when, you know, we were really at a point where we were having conversations with this pod, saying, can we get dragged into it? That was a real possibility yeah. at one point, uh, particularly when, obviously, you beat us. Um but for me, I think and I, it, it does go back to, to, to Nuno and he has had, in every job that he had, both at Valencia and at Porto and even at v- Vrta Guimara, as I think that's how you say, it, in Portugal, he, has, he got to this point after three, and I've touched on it on the pod many times, he got to this point after three slash four years where he became stubborn in his nature he became stubborn in the team, the teams, and the selection that he made. He became stubborn in his tactics. Fans got pissed off. Yeah, play, the, the, the style of play became very negative, and basically his cycle ended. And that is a comment. Now that has now happened at three out of his four major clubs. You could probably include with Guames, but. He did well there. I think he won. I think he won a, a cup final in his final season. So kind of maybe that sort of parks up. His last three jobs: Porto, Valencia, Porto, Wolves. Exactly the same thing has happened, and it has come down to Nuno's stubbornness. You know, it has, and, and, that, and that doesn't dress it up. You know, there has been times when I've looked at team selections, I've been watching, and listen, I'm not a football manager, obviously, but any some of the games I've watched this season, you can see we're crying out for a change. you are crying out, just mix something up a little bit. You know, he's making subs at 80-odd minutes and, you know, putting defensive midfielders on for strikers when we're chasing a game, and things like that. And just baffling decisions, really. I think, ultimately, that's what cost him his job. I, th- I think I think a lot of his decision-making is stubbornness around that. Um So, yeah, so it's hard to pinpoint one exact thing. I think there's three yeah. major things, really. I think there's no, no, no stubbornness, really struggling with no fans and COVID. Yeah. Um, and 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 the Jimenez injury, which, which really knocked us about, and that really exposed our lack of backup. Because at the time, listen, Fabio Silva has done fantastic these last few months, he, and I think he's going to be a big player for us next year. I really do. I've really sort of gone through six on Fabio. I'm really pleased for the kids. But when he first came, in for Jimenez Because you're thing- oh, sorry. Yeah you, you've yeah 180, 180 yeah the 360 yeah, 180. would make you back where you started yeah 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 yeah, yeah of course you, you, you know what i'm getting at but um, we've been pulled up for that before yeah, on the podcast. yeah i have yeah I'm yeah, there, yeah. I'll, I'll keep on saying it mate i'll keep on saying it <laughs> but um you know I've, I've got i've gone full circle on him shall i say Or half circle which one is half, it now yeah, circle Do people say but, full circle but but the, but the phrase is you go full circle don't yeah they? the phrase but is you know. go full
0: circle on it even though it's a half circle exactly
1: gonna... who, yeah who knows Forget um, this football chat. Let's do a I know, podcast. I know exactly, but yeah, no. And he's but, it, but him coming in those early days, we were completely exposed, and, and maybe that showed up. You know, our recruitment as well. So maybe that's four points of recruitment, you stubbornness, COVID, and the and him and his injury. Sorry, I know you wanted to pinpoint one thing where it went wrong. No, I didn't, unfortunately, want one thing I, I didn't want but, one um, thing at all. I wanted as many I as I, you I, I, I think they're probably the main four factors, but ultimately, injuries aside, no fans aside. I, th- I think Nuno. Luna- I think Nuno cost himself a little bit, and it's happened before, uh, and that's not disregarding anything that he's done for us or sort of being ungrateful. But he- his stubbornness in games and the way that he set us up in many, many games over the last sort of fourteen, fifteen months, I think, has ultimately cost him because we-, we were dour to watch, mate, and and you know, you look at other teams who really kicked on, you look at what Villa have done this season, you know, I know ultimately if they've got the places above Wolves, but, you know, the transformation from last season, they've done, yeah. they've done really, really well. You look at what David Moyes has done under West Ham, you know, they've really kicked on. You know, there's teams that really sort of learnt the lessons from last year and, and kicked on and we kind of stagnated slash regressed and in mm-hmm. reality, there was no, there's no excuse for that um, and I think ultimately that, 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 that's probably what cost him his job and I'm hoping, like I like, say, the new guy comes in and kind of Refund on that X factor that we seem to have had for the, for the previous three seasons.
0: Yeah, I mean, to be honest, just you saying that has made me think about, obviously there was no gap essentially. It was, it was season into season and Wolves yeah. ended last season badly. Villa yeah. ended last season on a high. West Ham ended yeah. last season on a high. Liverpool ended last season on a downer. They stopped 20 yeah. games, they lost to an unbeaten record. Man City finished it on a high and they battered Liverpool, if you remember. Yeah, all yeah. The teams who ended the COVID resumption project restart well seem to have rode that crest of a wave into this season. Yeah, I think said so. Your Sheffield United, your Wolves, Liverpool.
1: Um, and what do all those have in common? I, 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 and obviously, I know I'm going to get pelted for this because people will say to the same every club. But a lot of they those They rely clubs, on the atmosphere? They rely on the atmosphere and the fans, yeah. mate, more than other clubs. And I will stand by that. I will stand on my sword with that, true. mate. It's true. That certain teams have, have thrived, right? Certain teams have thrived. And v- Villa fans absolutely hate them. Yeah. I, I, like, you, know, I, just,
0: you won't hear that now. Now they've turned their club around. Villa fans, it was vile. You talk about Molyneux being toxic. Villa yeah. Park, they were booing the team. West Ham wanted David Moyes well, the, out
1: well, of there the, 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 the food cabbage is the manager. You know what I'm saying? You know, like... Yeah. You know, and that's what I'm saying. Like, I think Villa have done really well without the pressure of any fans in. I think, I think, uh, I think West Ham have, uh, because West Ham fans can be like that as well. I think yeah. Man City. We've always we've touched on this. Man City, um, you know, them them playing training games every day suits them to the ground. Yeah. Liverpool, we <laughs> know rely on that sort of that cop atmosphere, yeah. and you know, and then their fans, and you'll never walk alone, and all that sort of thing. And listen. All fans, sorry, all teams rely on the fans. I'm not disputing that. And all teams will have been affected. I just think oh, the I certain think teams have been affected slightly teams, more.
0: I don't think all teams rely on the fans. I think that's that's just not true. And maybe, I think maybe, teams maybe. like Wolves, Sheffield United, Albion, definitely, Liverpool, yeah, yeah. they need the fans. If they're going to play, play on a level playing field, look at the big results Wolves have had against the big clubs. Oh, and Albion I I over that. the years. Those nights, they're buzzing. I think back to Chelsea had won the league. The season was practically over. And we beat them 3-0 on a Monday night. One of the mo- It was a proper party atmosphere. The fans got behind the Albion players. And that was one of the best games I've actually seen at the Hawthorne. It was fantastic. But fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Imagine that now. Chelsea rolling, having already won the title, playing in front of an empty ground. There's no way we pull off a big, yeah. big result like that. When you beat um, Man City from behind a couple of years ago. Oh, God. Unbelievable, that was at the end Eti-
1: wasn't it? If- Oh, we beat them, no, t- well, no, we beat him till like the Etihad, right? Um, we know, and then and we came from behind at home over Christmas right. and New Year, yeah, mate. And, that, and that, that was that one, yeah, man. Even the BT yeah. commentator, I think it's Ian Dark, he said, I've never heard That's an atmosphere crazy. like this in my life. And, it, and, he, and he's commentating and across the world, it, and he said, I've never, he, he said, it was unbelievable. Um, you know, so yeah, so. Like I said, yeah. I think there's a number of factors. I think Nuno was the master of his own downfall, I do. I think ultimately he was the master of his own downfall with, with his stubbornness. But there were mitigating and, and, and certain factors that, that have really sort of um, not, not helped, um, you know, like I say, the injuries and, 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 the, and, the, and the COVID situation. Yeah. So, yeah, so that, those, that would be my sort of focus on where it went wrong. Because prior to that, when I look at the money atmosphere, prior to that, how you know we were buzzing every game, Nuno had the spring in his step he was vibrant the, the way he played was fast counter-attacking. you know everything that we weren't the last 14 months everything Nuno was that he wasn't the last 14 months um yeah it was it was half circled we went half circle <laughs> um, you, you know on, on everything Nuno's demeanor chase he went from being this yeah. charismatic managing to prowl the touchline and run down the touchline celebrating celebrate with his players to literally not get off the bench in the Black Country Derby, you know, um, and all that sort of stuff. And I don't have to mention it anymore. But yeah, that, that, I think that's where it went, went wrong with 24 Wolves.
0: Yeah, I think that, I mean, where I told you off air to be specific, I didn't want one reason. I wanted specific yeah. reasons exactly like that. I, I think you've put that very, very well, JB. There are yeah. a few factors which have made it obviously not the best season at Wolves. Um, and I think one that that is, you know, I think a bit of a cop out or whatever, but not many players, not many teams can lose a player of Jimenez quality. And yeah, yeah, he, he he really does
1: make a difference. So and, it, and, and like it, I, I said, a lot of fans will leave that and go, Well, you know, well, that shows that your lack of recruitment, you should have had a, a better quality yeah. backup for him. Yeah, yeah with we, 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 you, And That's why I said I did touch on the recruitment sort yeah. of things, but there is always players that you know, you think if Pereira got a long term injury back in November, would you have got the amount of points you'd have had? would have no. been relegated in January. Exactly, you know, you know, Villa obviously lost Grealish for the last yeah couple and of months. But if that but it'd be exactly, so if that if Villa had lost Grealish back in yeah. November for the rest of the season, would would Villa have been anywhere near where they are now? Probably Man City not. Man City
0: had a bad start. No Kevin De Bruyne. Imagine Man yeah, yeah. United without Bruno Fernandez. <laughs> Like, exactly. how important a player Li- like him and Li- is. Liverpool, is Liverpool,
1: Liverpool now Van Dijk. There you go. You know, you, you know, go. and they've, they've, you know, so yes, so yes, yeah, so, yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah,
0: I'm, I'm backing it. Yeah, um, I, I agree. I think they're all they're all solid reasons, and I'd probably yeah. agree. I'd probably agree with all of them. Um, yeah, yeah. I think no fans injuries are definitely massive, massive factors, and Nuno clearly wasn't himself towards the end of his reign.
1: Yeah, yeah, sure.
0: Yeah, and then obviously over to the other half of the Black Country. Yep. Now I've had a think and I've had a long time to think about this because we've been relegated for ages and things have been going wrong since minute 1 at the <laughs> this season. But aside from recruitment which obviously should have been better and aside from um you know we've we've just been promoted we still underperformed. You know, we, we all all things considered we still didn't do as well as we should have done. And yeah. input I've, I've just got I've noted down five things and I'll run through them really quickly. The first one is a bad start. You cannot afford a bad start if you're going to be a promoted team who wants to stay up. I can't think of anyone who's ever done that and stayed up. Well, you know, yeah. you do get it. The odd team crawls out just at the end, but newly promoted teams have to start well. We were back yeah. on the opening day with two penalties. We then lost to Everton with a red card. Um, we then played... Chelsea and should have had our first win. We really and uh, we deserved to yeah, win. Yeah, I remember. The ball and they changed the rule after that, and it all went a little bit south for Albion at the start of the season. And it was a real, sh- I know, point at Chelsea's good, whatever. But it was a real shame we didn't get a point because that could have been a springboard to make us competitive last season. And as it happened, it didn't. So I'd say the first thing that really went wrong for Albion was the bad start. The second thing. And there's kind of two points I want to talk about together is the the discipline and the mentality. And I'm talking about them together because I think they're one and the same, really. We really, really struggled with our mentality last season. We were weak in tough moments and we were petulant and honestly, childish and pathetic, whatever you want to say in others. You think about the red card that Kieran Gibbs got against Everton in that game. Yeah, yeah. Think about the um, Jate Livermore red card Sam Allardyce's first game. You think about Pereira's red card. Pereira's, yeah, I still don't yeah. think he should have been, but he was. He was. You know, he was kicking out. And then there's. I think we had four red cards, and it doesn't come to mind which was the last one. Um, they might have all been under. Oh no, they weren't. Definitely weren't under all. Didn't one of your centre get sent off? Was it Bartley or Jay? Yes, no. Jay, and that's the one way you can say he had to do it. It was last man. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. But the discipline: three red cards, and we lost all of those games, and we were in all of those games. We were we were ahead against Everton. We were yeah, yeah. we were level with Crystal Palace, and we just got back in it. We just got back into the game, and we were one nil down against Villa. We're in all of those games. That's nine points gone because of discipline, but it was part of a wider problem. Our heads dropped massively whenever we had a, a tough question asked. And to be honest, we were so fragile. Yeah, yeah. So fragile. You think back to think back to that Chelsea game, for example, and even opening day of the season, we, we absolutely fell apart when they went 1-0 up. Leeds on the last day of the season, as soon as that first goal went in, it was like we dropped like a lead balloon. The other Leeds game when Sawyer scored that own goal. And you just look at those moments and you think, we were never there mentally. We were always weak mentally. The only games where we've put in gritty performances are when we got a point against Man City, a point against Liverpool and the Black Country derby. We found ourselves in that Chelsea game, if I'm honest, very... Fortunate, they went down to 10 men uh, but we still played very well we we wasn't yeah yeah. um the only times i can think yes we were mentally strong coming from behind in the black country derby and getting a point at the big boys and that's it really that's just not good enough if you start badly and you don't have a little bit about you mentally the writing's on the wall that's it third quite simply lack of quality on the pitch and this is this is linked to the recruitment but we just didn't have anywhere near enough quality in that side. With Darnell Furlong and Connor Townsend, yeah, fine. They're okay. Connor Townsend has one assist this season um, and everyone's been singing his praises as a really good, you know, first season in the Premier League, which I don't disagree with. But the modern game has changed. You need quality all over the pitch and we just didn't have it. Got a goalkeeper who can't distribute the ball very well. We've got one centre-back who's not comfortable on the ball in Bartley and then another centre-back who's quite often on the ball too long in a J.E. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, you know, we we don't have that quality all over the pitch. We didn't have a finisher. Pereira often did things on his own. No one in the league created, this was a stat the Athletic put out, no one in the league created more expected assists um, as a proportion for their team. So Pereira um, yeah. created a third of our expected goals this season. Um, he also scored over 25% of our goals this season. We, we literally had two quality players this season. One of them was a goalkeeper. One of them was trying to do it on his own. Uh, not in a yeah. bad way. I'm not slagging Pereira off there. Yeah. He had no other choice. I think that goal against Arsenal, when he dribbled from his own half, showed the, the level Pereira was at compared to the rest of the team. Fourth, and this, if I had to circle one thing, I'd say it's the transition. I don't think we were relegated because of Slavin Bilic. I don't think we were relegated because of Sam Allardyce. We were relegated because we transitioned from an attacking, very modern manager to an old school, hard working, hard faced, you know, structure based manager in Sam Allardyce. Yeah. yeah. And that 10 game period from when we sacked him after the, um, after the City game, but Billet after the City game. So when we beat Wolves, that was that. That's why we were relegated. A quarter yes. of the season had gone, and we never looked like getting points. Never, never recovered. Yeah, it was awful, absolutely awful. And you do have to point the finger at at the powers that be. <clears throat> yes, you know you you want a firefighter in if it's going wrong, but. Could it have been done earlier if you were going to make such a drastic change? And did it need to be done? Because at the end of the day, we've gone down with Sam Allardyce and we've torn up the legacy that that Bilic has made. And if you were to ask Luke Dowling, our technical director, did Slavin Bilic fail at the Albion? The answer would be no. He did not fail because he took us up a year ahead of schedule and we were in with a shouting of staying up. Did Sam Allardyce fail? Yes, and that that's it in black and white. You can mitigate the, Allardyce's situation all you want. He didn't complete the job he was brought in to do. billich did it, and then some so I don't yeah, think it's it was of, worth ever making that sack. Ever making that choice. Yeah. I'm not I'm not speaking in, you know, I'm not saying hindsight's 2020 here. I I said it at the time, I'd rather go down with Billich than take a chance on Allardyce, and we've gone down with Allardyce regardless. Anyway. Again, that's something I will always be passionate about. I loved Slavon Village the same way you love Nuno.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, He was more than a
0: manager. He's the kind of person you want leading your club. And then finally, it's the midfield. Um, I love Romain Sawyer's. Massive Remain Sawyer's fan, and I'll fight his corner. JB, we had a, a beer with an Albion fan on Friday night, and uh, he absolutely hates Remain Sawyer's. Just like, <laughs> couldn't <laughs> shout out and, that. Yeah, shout out to that. <laughs> um, and I I have to, I often find myself fighting Remain Sawyer's corner a little bit because I think he's just such a he's a baller, mate. He's such a ta- talented footballer, and I hope he gets the chance to show that under the new manager next season. But yeah, our midfield defensively was a shambles for the first half of the season. You've got Jake Livermore, who's not mobile enough, and Romaine Sawyers, who's, who that's not his position. He's a number 10, who's been formed into a number eight, who's been asked to play number six. It's not going to work out. Uh, and I think that was exemplified really well by the January recruitment. The difference that Yakushlu and Maitland Niles made was um, was massive, to be honest. So uh, yeah, just to run through those again bad start, you cannot afford it. Discipline and mentality, we were weak. Lack of quality, no goals, no, you know, no sharing the load all over the pitch. Number four, the transition, such a big change yeah. between managers. And then finally that middle of the park just wasn't good enough.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fair enough, mate. Can't argue with that. I think no. you've covered it all, mate. Yeah.
0: I'm conscious of time, but we are, you know, we are. Hurting we've had had a, we
1: had a, yeah. We've had, a, we've had a lot to cover as well, mate. It's been a yeah, big, big, we have, big we week or so. Definitely. Um
0: JB, on a more positive note, rather than yes. where did it all go wrong, let's read yeah, yeah. now for, you know, 10, 15 minutes on where, you know, the, the bits that have stood out for us. Uh, and I'm going to come to you first, because I, I did send this to you before the podcast, I'm not putting you on the spot. Yeah, yeah. What was your moment of the season as a Wolves fan this year? God,
1: it's a really difficult question. But positive you note, you, JB, positive you asked, note. you asked me before the, 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 the uh, we recorded. recording, I thought, oh, yeah, I'll, I'll just think of something. like oh, I am, I admit, it's a really difficult one. Um, Gosh, positive moment of the season. In a season where our manager's been sacked, we've probably played the the darrowest football I've seen in a long time. Um... It's not like I can even like pinpoint, like you know, when we beat the Albion, we didn't even do that, did we? Oh, yeah. You know,
0: um, when you went one
1: the up against I, the Albion, maybe. Y- yeah, yeah, we went one the up, yeah, <laughs> uh, or two, or two one. Up. You know, I think, I think, the, I think the most positive I felt all season, the most positive I felt all season is, even though it was the game when Jimenez was injured when we beat Arsenal, I knew you were going to say
0: that,
1: and we and we were up to fifth, we were up, we went up to fifth. We had a game in hand on fourth, we'd have gone within a point. And there was just an I thought, do you know what? Like, actually, maybe this is the turning point. Maybe we can kick on and do, do something. I'm not saying I thought we'd get into the Champions League no, by any stretch no. of the imagination, but at that moment in time, I felt really positive. I thought, do you know what? We've, we've got to fifth by playing like this. We've just beat Arsenal on their own turf. You know, Traore was, was excellent. Neto was flying. Yes, we've lost Jimenez, but we've got Fabio Silva. We'll, we'll get to Christmas, New Year, keeping in touch with, with the top four. Invest in the market, um, transfer market, uh, a decent striker. Yeah, we'll, we'll we'll be on this. We'll be back in Europe again. Um, yeah, and it didn't quite happen. Um, yeah. See, but 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 at that moment, that that's probably the most optimistic and positive I felt. Yeah, um, I would say. Yeah,
0: I like it. Good good reason. Yeah. Um, at the Albion moment of the season, yeah. I would say there are a couple of contenders. Um, but it, it's it's hard to look past the Chelsea 5-2 that was a big yeah, day yeah. with some great goals um but it's it's coming back from 2-1 down at half time to beat wolves at modern you that yeah, was yeah. that that moment's going to stand out that i mean obviously we've been relegated and whatever but that you know that was a a big day having not played in the best part of a decade and we we spoke about it on the pod beforehand yeah was, yeah
1: yeah and likewise if we'd have been two on down after come back to win three two it, yeah you know it like, yeah. probably would be my standout moment do you know what i mean it, 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 yeah. it, it's, it's one of those it's one of those things and then um, yeah it kind of has to yeah. be
0: that it kind of has yeah, to be of course. that you know when we, yeah, that's we it. turned it around there and the reaction video that um finner's the wolves content creator well, yeah. that, <laughs> yeah. that, that yeah. just did that got a lot of Albion accounts, a lot of retweets over that week. <laughs> yeah. um, the guy, yeah. my dad, I, I am so sorry. I think his name's Dave. Um, The guy who looked at the camera and said, hello, where are you now? Oh and, God. Uh, I, I forgot be, about that. Watch the two minutes. I, I cringe every time, but my dad turns to me and says that every time. The TV realizes <laughs> now. Like, oh, it, I'm sorry, Dave. If you, I think it's Dave, if you're ever listening, um, we're not taking the piss. You just made a proper titty yourself and it's funny. Um, <laughs> but no, oh, no, that wasn't my moment of the season. My moment of the season yeah. was the actual game. Uh, JB, yeah. next one is goal of the season. Um, now, this is oh. always because it's so subjective. What kind of goal do you like? Do you like a
1: volley? Do you like yeah goal? Do you like a team goal? An I mean, we haven't had that goal. That, that, we, we, number one, we didn't score that many goals for a start. <laughs> um, and number two, there wasn't that many that were good. Um, but, there was a couple, I think, I think the, Jimenez's first goal, the very first goal of the season against Sheffield United, when Podent uh, skipped past a couple of Sheffield United players, cut inside, whipped in across, and Jimenez just literally opened palm, open palm, yeah. open, open <laughs> foot, sort of volleyed in. Yeah, yeah I would have got that one. Uh, yeah, um, that was, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, that, that was a really good goal. Yeah. Um, Traore against Palace, was a good goal. Was a good goal. Um, yeah. Very good strike. Neto's uh, against Southampton was just a brilliant piece of individual skill. Neto's against Chelsea when he ran off the length of the pitch mm. um, was brilliant ain't as Nuri well. I know against Palace. I know against Palace, but for me, I think I'm going to choose Yamutin. I was against Arsenal, and the reason why I'm going to choose the thirty oh, yards nice. thunder yeah. bastard was because he he'd been getting a bit of stick in the in the in the weeks before, and including myself, legs have gone. You know sort of thing, we're in a really bad place, listen it was December. It was January, it was pitch black, the country was in lockdown, there was a lot of negativity around, we'd just lost to Albion there was talkers getting into relegation scrap um, and it was a really difficult time um, and Zhao just picked up the ball sort of 35 yards out, glided into the middle of the park and just pinged one top bins and that sort of changed the fortune of our season really, we went on to beat Arsenal um, and that sort of just picked us up a little bit and so the goal was fabulous. I mean, I, I think individual skill wise, I probably would have gone for Netta. against Southampton, but I just think that the the moment that that the creative which allowed us to kick on and sort of put a bit in the lane, sort of fears of relegation was 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 really important that time. So, so he's a fantastic strike, really good goal show, Joe's class, yeah. but for the moment as well, So that'll be my goal the season for Wolves.
0: Absolutely. I think there's a few for Albion. Um, amazingly, we didn't score that many goals either, but we scored a few really good ones. Yeah, 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 um, yeah. Already had a mention in this pod. Uh, Pereira's against Arsenal when he dribbled from his own half. And if I'm mentioning that, I have to mention Grady Angana's goal from his own, from dribbling from his own half against, um, Everton as well. Uh, canon Robinson's volley against Chelsea. Yeah, yeah. That's actually been voted the, the club's goal of the season. But I think it sort of gets looked over. Um, I loved, and it was, it was because it was him announcing himself that he, this is where he deserves to be. And it, that it was a really classy goal is Pereira's free kick against Everton, left peg, top corner, curling over the wall, away from the goalkeeper. It was gorgeous, and it, I love that goal because it it really was Pereira arriving, you know, taking the, the mantle of being Mister Albion in the Premier League as he was for the rest of the season. Well, I say yes, see, he was he was patchy until sort of the last third of the season, and then he really was stat padded. Um, But yeah, I'd say that that free kick because it was great. Oh.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I can't argue with that, mate. Yeah.
0: Next, we've got two things to do. First is player of the season for both clubs and both of these players will be in our combined eleven, which we're going to finish on. When we do our combined eleven. obviously that is going to be for the entire season, just Wolves and Albion combined. Um, can't put it simpler than that. Um, and I don't think... To be honest, I don't think we'll have many arguments. We had more arguments doing combined 11s when we first started than I think we're going to have on this. I think we, yeah. know, we both tend to agree and we've seen a lot of each other's teams and I think we'll be able to put a um,
1: yeah, yeah. a pretty competent well, 11. Well, I've, I've, written, I've written mine out. Oh, nice. I've got it. Well, I've Prepared it. for once. Nice prepared, mate. Yeah, straight in. Straight in, mate. Straight yeah, straight right. in. So player of the season for Wolves, JB. Um, Pedro
0: oh, Pedronetta. No, no, no. I, don't yeah, think, yeah. I don't think we need uh, to say why. He's no, no, no. It was just yeah, fabulous
1: fab, fabulous.
0: Top and top then player. There's two at Albion. Um there is Sam Johnston, who has yeah. just had an England call of, And let's go back yeah. to a pod in November. Um in fact, I might no, I don't have the audio file because I've changed laptop. I was gonna say I might um splice in where you um very first raised that. As, yeah, yeah. as a possibility and it, I laughed at it you texted me saying is Sam Johnson English um, we laughed about it on the pod and you were sort of a little bit sheepish you're like no I I, saw, I, I wouldn't mind if you played for England kind of thing and then yeah. I went home and I thought you know what why not what are the odds and it's 20 to 1 so I stuck a tether on and he really annoyingly has been named in the provisional squad. I should have been paid he'll, on he'll, day, he'll, he'll make it.
1: He'll make it. But he might get an injury.
0: You can pick up an injury in this week. Gareth Southgate no. naming four goalkeepers in his provisional squad has absolutely shafted me there. It, it should have been, as soon as um, Nick Pope was injured, it should have been easily 200 quid in my back pocket from a there's, there's there's not There's no
1: way he's taking Ramsdale over Johnston. No, no chance, you know. Unless no Johnston gets no, injured. Yeah, yeah which is sure. a real
0: shame um, but i was supposed to be paid this week. Anyway, Sam Johnston isn't my player of the season. My player of the season is Matias Pereira. Um, oh, they're he's to for themselves, yeah. He got uh, 11 yeah. goals, he got six assists. That's a big big contribution to a bad bad side. And yep. as I said I won't stand in his way, um which i'm sure he's waiting for permission from me. <laughs> I won't stand in his way if he if and when he leaves the Albion. Um and I just yeah, just yeah. yeah. Or that we saw a player of his quality at the Albion. JB, last thing we need to do is a combined yeah. 11. I think I'm right in saying goalkeeper picks itself. Sorry, Rui.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, no, that's, that's think- fair enough. We, we chose kind of it's a bit of shame. It shows, you know, John's had a great season, but, you know, you look at the amount of goals he's conceded. I know. You know and, and and he just shows a lot of kind of how, how sort of off the boil Patricio was. But, uh, yeah know, I fully deserve John, Johnston getting against ahead of Patricio. No, no don't, don't divulge on that one. Yeah, um left back is a really interesting one because, as I said, Townsend yeah. was really solid for
0: us. I think the one thing that prevents Wolves from getting a left back in this team is they've not had a solid left back all season. Yeah, I know no, a lot of games, but
1: yeah, I mean, I mean, I, 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 it's a difficult one. I, I think Aiden knows is really come cool on these last few months and he's actually matured yeah. into a really quality sort of left back. He's 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 got some goals. He's showed up his defending. He's done really really well um, the last few months, obviously. You know, John, Johnny was out, and he came back, and you know we had Marcel for a couple of games. Yeah. And like I say, we've kind of—it's a hard one. I mean, I, I would back Norway because I think he's he, the games he's played; he's been quality, and I think he's really come on. And I think the last few months, he's been really, really good. Oh, he? nineteen. Nineteen, yeah. Oh. Um, but likewise, I, 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 yeah, you could flip a coin really. With, well, with, I'm, with terms, I'm, I'm I happy to go.
0: I'm happy to go eight Nori to be honest, because yeah. he has it's his first season in the Premier League. Obviously, Connor Town. Yeah, his first season in the Premier League is 19. He has done a really good job at times, he's contributed yeah, in yeah. back and third. I think Connor so. Town has been okay, but he's considered yeah. an awful lot of goals, and there were a couple of goals where he was at fault this season. So I, sure. I, I'm happy to go eight Nori. Yeah, yeah. Um, right back. I am happy to concede to Nelson Samedo because I think Yeah, he's, yeah. come on. Uh, a bit of a, shame yeah, yeah. Start, yeah, a come shake. On, start,
1: yeah, shake but yeah, he's his class. Yeah, it's good. good player. Centre backs. Um, I,
0: I, I'm torn because I can't bring myself to pick two Albion centre backs when we've been yeah. so bad defensively. But yeah, yeah. Two Albion centre backs who I would think have got a shout in here. Under Allardyce, Kyle Bartley has been fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Really has to, there's an Albion fan listening who wouldn't say that. But as as he got better, a Jay got worse. Um, yeah, Jay struggled at times under Allardyce. But I think Shemi Jay deserves to be in this. team. Oh yeah,
1: he's a yeah, he's a shearing, Yeah, a, a Jay for me. Um, def, definitely Jay for me. I think it would be difficult to put. I understand your argument absolutely spot yeah. on about Bali. got a lot It'd be difficult to put the Travin lads in when you're looking at. Al-Pan yeah, him, yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. And, and f- for me, the other one. It's a difficult one, really, because. Listen, when Bolly's on, it is quality. And when, when yeah. we did miss him when he when he got that injury and stuff. And again, I could get a few pelts, but at times Roman Solyes has been excellent for us at centre half. Okay. He's made some fantastic, fantastic blocks on the line. Yeah, he's popped up. He's popped up with some goals. You know, got the equaliser against Everton, uh, Spurs. Sorry. Yeah. Um. And, and he's not a centre half, really. He's, he's, he's a he's a, he's a, he's a DCM. You yeah. know. Um. So there would be an arm no, like to that. go in, but I, I'm happy to go Saiz to be honest. I, I think I that, just think it's a bit different. I, th- I think yeah, yeah. listen, Bowley is is Rolls Royce. I really like. Well, him he's the best player, but he's not playing. He's that the best much. player. No, no. So I think I think I think I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna I'm gonna go Saiz. Yeah, I'm gonna go Saiz. am like so, to go Jay and Saiz. That's yeah. a physical physical part. Yeah, yeah, physical,
0: physical yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah um, definitely, definitely. I like that. And then if you've gone Cody, you'd have a very ball playing partnership there. Yeah, yeah. That's it. That's it. Jay doesn't go the walls. Um, (laughs) I'm sure he won't we'll see midfield um, as I've touched on earlier Albion struggled in the midfield so it won't be Romain Soys it won't be Jake Livermore Conor Gallagher didn't do enough for me no no Um, and Maitland Niles um, had a real lack of quality for me yeah, yeah. he's just not he's not the player he thinks he is. Um Yeah yeah. He, he's a solid competent footballer. He's got zero quality and I'm not yeah, sure. disappointed to see the back of him at the Albion and that's I don't mean that in a bad way I just, No
1: no no no. Like,
0: he wasn't yeah, doing much for me. Uh-huh. But on the other hand okay, you Kushlu absolutely yeah, yeah. gets in from
1: an Albion point of view. Yeah, I mean, get I mean, him. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah 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 yeah. yeah. River Neves. You... Oh mate, Neves has been literally like I said, when I read that Tim Spears, I'd come up too. So I think I'd be more gutted Neves again than Nuno, to be honest with you, mate. He's that good. Um he's he's that good, mate. You know, I I got into a bit of a debate. Um a, a, one of my mates spoke about um did his Premier League team of the year and he was quite uh what's the word I'm after? Con, contentious, I think is the word. But we were chatting about it and he he he, he was he, he basically banged Declan Rice in. Right yeah. about Declan Rice. And listen, Declan Rice, come on, he's good. But um, I have to do a little bit of digging. dig on this. Because, like, I don't think Neves gets off because Neves doesn't ping in 30-yard goals in top corner every week like he did at the Championship. They've yeah. just, just, just dismissed him. Neves has outperformed Declan Rice in every single step this year. that's needed as a decent, defensive centre midfielder. Uh, goals, uh, assists, blocks, passes, um, headers won. He's literally outperformed Declan Rice in every single market, and mm. um, but he's been but he's been completely underlooked because you know he, he hasn't been pinging in thirty-yard goals or like he used to. He's um, very the boy, very good defensively. my eyes the open. Boy, yeah, the boy is outstanding. He's literally... like I said, if he if he I hope Walls coming out today and end sort of hopefully putting that rumour to, to, to bed, um, is it, the end of it. He, he won't stay with us forever because he he's, he will go on to course, to, to yeah. be a world-class seed. Yeah, it's he's a, that. pretty, pretty much a
0: Pereira situation with us. We, we, yeah, yeah. Where, better than where the club are at. Our club just happens to have been he's, relegated. He, he, yeah. And for so me, so it's four-star I, hand we have to I, say. I, I,
1: I Yeah, I hope the new manager just comes in, makes him captain and just builds a team around him. Yeah. Um, so, yes, yeah, so for, for me, Yucushulu and, and Neves would be an absolutely solid two sitting there. Oh, absolutely. Um, are we going four
0: three three? or are we going four two three one?
1: I uh, let's go uh, yeah 4, four 2 three, one I like that yeah 4 2 right. three. And so we've got you've got your crush and Neves um, sitting for me well, for me middle middle of the front three it's got to be Pereira this Pereira either side of them you know I've, I've got a, got I've got, a, I've, got, a, I've, got a, I've got a back Neto and Traore I think I think Neto has been superb for season and I think Traore the last three months has carried Wolves Um yeah. Really carried wolves. I think even prior to him getting his goal, and that joke around the, the Sam Johnson that had more assists than him, when that joke went round for a little bit, um, he'd he still created the second most chances in Europe, clear-cut chances yeah. in a win-a-shit Wolves team. Um, and I think I think, think that's three. He did carry the, the the weight quite a long time as well for Wolves. But he always he does a, this a, whenever yeah. whenever Wolves struggle, literally whenever struggling, just we just give the ball to uh, Traore. Wolves fans can say, oh, you know, he hasn't got a brain, he's got this, or Epozy fans. Listen, Traore right, gets that ball and he does stuff with it. Whether he wins a corner, whether he gets us 50 yards up the field, our tactical this is to give the ball to Traore. And bless the kid, he's, he's, he's done so much more than probably what people see. Um, you know, he has three, four players around and He finding his way out of it and, you know, and I'm glad that he did get his assists in the end and he got a couple of goals just to shut a few people up because you know he's a he's a top top player. You don't get in the Spanish, you don't get in the Spanish squad for no reason. Yeah, Do you know I'm what I mean? Well,
0: so that's been
1: good. Um
0: he might get a move after the Euros. So going back possibly. earlier about his contract, Yeah, yeah. Situation. he's the kind of player who, who you you you're back into have that magic moment in a in a tight game, um and Absolutely. you might, and, you and, might and, see him himself yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Esther made a good point as well. He said, you know, I'm not, not just touching on this quickly, we won't get into it, but he said, like, we're like, talking who we would sell and make money off. He said, you see, if Maguire if is injured at the Euros and Southgate plays a five and Cody does get some hits in the Euros, if he does make the squad. And Cody does okay in a settled England side. You know, yeah. we, could, we could make a little bit of money off him sort of thing, do you exactly, know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah, um, yeah. you know, <laughs> that all depends on Maguire um, being injured and whatever. Because I think wherever the new manager comes in, I'll be very surprised if we play four going forward. But anyway, we digress. So my three would be Neto, Traore with Pereira sitting between them two. I don't know really, whether you have any objections to that.
0: Wouldn't change that. Callum Robinson not played enough. Gray-Hanning yeah, Diangana not done enough. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm happy to go those three. The strikers are a weird one because there's not a striker who could probably say they achieved what this was, you know, their target at the start of the season. I don't think yeah, sure. had a, that. And I include Mbadianya, Raul Jimenez was yeah. injured, so you can't, we, uh, we yeah. can't, him, even though he, he was good before he got injured. Um, Hal Robson Carnu apparently found some form uh, at the end of the season, strangely, but know, yeah. no. Uh, Colin f- Grant. So there's all three Albion strikers and Wolves' main striker. Um, unless you're going to shock me with William Jose here, I think we have to go Fabio Silva on the, on, on the fact he's, he, he's you know, done okay in, in difficult circumstances.
1: Willie, Willie, let me just put it William Jose, I think, in my recent memories, the worst footballer I've ever seen at Wolverhampton Wanderers. And I will put, put, put that on this podcast till the day I die. I, I, honestly, I've never... And I've seen today from a reputable Spanish paper, who was usually pretty spot on, but apparently, if we don't sign him, which I severely think we won't and hope we don't, we've got to pay them four million for the pleasure of having him on loan, which is unbelievable. So, yeah, oh scary stuff. So yeah, and yeah. Listen, if Jimenez would have had a full season, I've no doubt Jimenez oh, would have absolutely. gone in there. Yeah. But I agree. I've, you've got to go for Fabio. And listen, we all he all had his criticism at the beginning. He looked like a you know rabbit in headlights sort of thing. But the boy has come on really well. You know, he, he's he, he's got he's got himself I think five goals. I think four or five goals this season. He really works hard. He links up the play. tries hard. He's got two goals in the Black Country derby. You know, yeah. um, you know, and, and you know he's never shied away. And for eighteen years old, you know, I think he's done really well. Um, I'm not saying by the imagination he's so of the season or in any other mitigate in any other circumstances he would make that eleven. But um, I think circumstances have dictated that he has this time round. And yeah, that, 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 that's nice. So yeah, I think yeah. we you agree, Fabio. Was, was, big, big fan it is. Getting into Absolutely. We'll have to tweet him.
0: Yeah, I'm sure he'll be buzzing. Um, <coughs> but just to run through that combined 11 there, playing a 4231 we have got Sam Johnston, Nelson Samedo, Shemi Ajayi, um Roman Saiz, uh, Ryan Aitnuri, Okay Kushloo, Ruben Neves, um Pedro Neto, Mateus Pereira, Adama Traore, Fabio Silva.
1: It's, it's, it's all
0: right. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a decent right. side that is. Yeah,
1: you could it's you could
0: do Pereira and Jay and Johnson, of course, in that Wolves side. I think improves them.
1: Hundred percent. Where they need 100%, those players, yeah. Hundred percent. No, no, no yeah. question. I think I'll that, take that's. that's I'd re- take that side. I was going to say it's got a really put in the Premier I know. Yeah, I'll take yeah. that side now. I need to, uh, need to screenshot that and send it fucking Jeff
0: Shee. <laughs> I, I'm not <laughs> screenshotting it. Then. I'm, I'm cutting this out of the podcast. If you end up with those four, I'm not doing it again. Oh, man. Uh, JB, just got to say, thank you for your company this season. It has been an oh, absolute thanks, mate. joy to record every week. Um. I don't know when we're going to do this We it, will be it will be soon it'll be when the manager Yeah, will.
1: it's been it's, it's funny because um my, my mate Ad Mitchell who is now a, a good listener who came met at, at the weekend. He uh, he just sent me a screenshot of the other day of what, what the episode that he was, was into our last one I think it was episode 25 yeah. or 26, 25 and I was like, "Oh my god, I can't believe week. we've done 25 episodes." Yeah. It's gone really quick. Um it's been great mate listen. Like I said, we've we we sort of you know, we we touched base about this early on in the season. It was a bit of a unique sort of you know concept. Probably yeah. weren't sure where it was going to go or how it was going to go, um, and it has been difficult. If we're honest, you know, with lockdown and COVID, and yeah. you know, not, not 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 just getting ourselves up, up for watching the games with no fans, but sort of mentally ourselves and things like that. Finding time to record it, 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 in a very, very, time very to, busy year. Absolutely, but, people, you know, I think people who
0: aren't in education won't get why this was an extra busy year. It was. It, ab- people think, yeah, it was yeah jolly. People, it just, was a people really just think we get third,
1: third, thirteen weeks holiday, and that's that. But yeah, um, it, was, no, it was there's a,
0: really, a really, really like full on year, I and mean, it has been hard to find the time to record sometimes. But
1: I've loved no, it No, it, it's it's been great. It's been tough, and like I said, I think next season will be really good as well. I think we can, think we can sort of take a different dimension next year because obviously there's been in yeah. different leagues. Who knows? League, different, leagues, different FA Cup. Oh, yeah, you know wow, i mean? love that. You know what I'm saying? So, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to it, mate. But like I say, thanks for your time and input. For the, the listeners that don't know, Kieran does do all the sort of the, the editing side of things and, and and sort of chops and changes it and things like that. So I'm every
0: time you not- hear a uh, production error, that's on me. Every time, <laughs> yeah. Every time that I forgot to put the theme tune in, yeah,
1: but likewise the fact that it even gets out on air is down to Kieran so top man for doing that mate I, I really do appreciate that But um, I've loved it yeah, I,
0: I was de- I was certain I wasn't going to carry on if we got relegated and now I'm certain that I am carrying on so. no
1: absolutely I wouldn't let you mate I wouldn't let you yeah out. exactly so,
0: and finally after that thank you to JB thank you to anyone who's listened at any point this season if you're listening right now that means you've got to the very end of the very last episode of the season Um, you've done very well excellent yeah excellent listening stats they are um again if you uh, want to get in touch with us on twitter we are at bcr pod um, and we would love it if you got in touch we are always looking for people to interact with um quick little bit of admin as well i have been asked to go on to a podcast i'm not sure what i can share because the guy's setting up the podcast next week um which i'll share the link on our twitter as well it's going to be an england themed podcast which i'm really looking forward to i've got euros fever big time jb
1: we've got sticker books haven't we yeah, that's it, mate. He bought me a yeah, sticker book on Saturday night. I was I did, yeah. well happy. Well <laughs> happy, mate. <laughs> right. good, good brother-in-law points there. Yeah,
0: I'm going to be on um, an England-themed podcast next week, um, and I will tweet that out on our Twitter as well. Other than that, it will be a little while, probably before both managers are appointed, but we will record then. Um, we'll record over the summer. We'll get something in. Um, but obviously, it won't be weekly because there's nothing to talk about. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But, yeah, you will see us all very soon. Um, JB, anything more to add?
1: No, mate. Just like I said, thanks ever so much. Um, And good luck in the championship.
0: (sighs) Never mind, eh? I thought we were going to end on a nice (laughs) civil. Thanks for listening to the Black Country Ramble. See you (laughs) next season.